Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino, and I'm here with a very special guest. You guys know her, Hannah Brown. I bamboozled her into coming onto the show because her and I were going to go hiking, and instead we decided... We decided, let's sit in the air conditioning and talk about pop culture instead. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the Real Housewives of Orange County, and then... You'll leave and I'll do Southern Charm solo for the second half. So if you're just tuning in for the Southern Charm recap, you can check the episode description for the timestamp and skip ahead or listen to the whole thing because it'll be worth it. (laughs) It'll be worth it. If you skip ahead, I'll fucking know and I'll be really upset and personally hurt. Yeah. Just kidding. (laughs) No, I will be too. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes people tell me they're like, I skip that or, you know, people always reach out and tell you what they don't like. Yeah. (laughs) They have no qualms of doing that. No, no one cares about that. Juna, they don't care. Juna, baby girl. We're going to be doing Valerie Cherish the quotes the whole time. I think we always pick a celebrity and then we just do them the entire I know. time. Usually it's Cher. Sometimes it's Cher doing Nickelback. It's re- we're really going to have to try to make sure we don't do Cher today because I feel like we've done like a lot of heavy Cher impressions yeah. the last no. couple of times. No, Cher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, wait. But, sir, I can't help it. I know this can't be super long. People because... are going to write me and say, enough with the Cher. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Whole. <laughs> um, should I bought of it? <laughs> I do want to say, oh, I'm sorry. Gross. I know we have to get into this, but you just started your nanny journey, and I'm just so happy uh, for you. Yeah. I mean, speaking of me being mad at people online, I started my nanny journey, and people were spoiling it for me. And Hannah, like, I was so mad last <laughs> night. Had, like 37 years to watch the nanny. <laughs> I know, but Hannah, I'm so upset because I've been watching it at night, and it like I've been going, going, going lately. Mm-hmm. Like, and at nighttime, I just the only thing that really relaxes me anymore because when i'm watching the bravo shows mm. i'm got to talk about it yep. you know or i interview in someone or something so the only thing that truly makes me feel good in this whole world is the nanny at nighttime mm-hmm. i watch an episode or two at night mm-hmm. i'm on season two towards the end mm-hmm. and i've been instagramming my journey with it i love it it's amazing but people started spoiling the one of the major things on the which i'm not even going to say here no but everyone was writing me like about this this character arc between two of the supporting cast members, Cece and Niles, that I was not aware of. And I was so mad at everyone. I was like, don't spoil this. And then people were like, well, how can you be mad that it's spoiled? Like you said, (laughs) 37 years old. (laughs) Yeah, the nanny is the equivalent of like the old lady in Titanic. Like it's fully ready to throw a jewel into the ocean. I was was, like going to bed angry. Like I was clenching my jaw all night. (laughs) <laughs> fucking nerve of people i love it so much though i love her clothes yeah i mean she's stunning in the series she's stunning Stunning. looks so good Snatched. and i feel like she was definitely a sex symbol and i don't think she was appreciated as a sex symbol mm-hmm. and she's such a great comedian i mean i can go on and on about fran Drescher's performance in the nanny and you love Again, the beautician and the beast too which is so underrated so underrated it's one of my favorite movies me and too so people wonder like why didn't I ever watch the nanny? I was so focused on Beautician and the Beast fandom mm-hmm. that I just I never got to the nanny. It was like I just never got to it. I'm not proud of it, but I never got to it until now. And now I'm getting there, but don't spoil it, people. Yeah. Yeah, don't it's spoil it. 
and it's I have the DVDs. I borrowed DVDs from a friend. So people so it's ask not me streaming where it's streaming. It's not. It's <gasps> the first two street seasons are streaming on Roku. If you have a Roku, well, player. you know but you made Drop Dead Gorgeous happen. So. Like it's my next. I think other countries it's streaming too, but it's my next goal in life is to get it streaming. My goal is to get Gallery Girls and NYC Prep streaming. You know, I'm so curious about this BravoCon. They haven't announced any of the uh, scheduling of events, mm-hmm. but I'm so curious if they'll explore those older series or those Ooh. one season wonders. I, they I, haven't told us. I would love that. Yeah, like a Gallery Girls, a Princesses, mm-hmm. any of these old great shows. Mm-hmm. Give them to me. Eat, drink, love. I loved that one, but that was a West Wait, Coast show. Was that the one with the donut, the phonut shop owner? Yes, I love that one too. Yeah, I have the season of that in my iTunes library. Like that was a nice episodes. one because like one did pr one did like one was like a hot chef who like came from a cool family and then one was a baker waylon she's like my biggest girl crush ever she's stunning and i still get those phone nuts uh-huh. the places kind of down the street and they're so the good. best donut but they're called phone nuts mm-hmm. and every time i go in i'm like i'm on bravo but it's, yeah was only on for like four episodes oh, such a bummer <laughs> we're gonna talk about the real houses of orange county Hannah, Vicky is back in full force mm-hmm. this week. Or do you, did you miss Vicky? I sort of miss Vicky. So here's the thing, Danny. I haven't watched Orange County consistently in a while. And I'm back on it this season because everyone was like, Hannah, what are you doing? Don't sleep on Orange County. Get yeah. on it. Yeah. But I can only imagine without Vicky. That's like New York without the Countess. Like you need yeah. you need her. I think she's going to play like a huge role in this season. But it's still something is sad about it to me. And I look was calling for Vicky's demotion for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And now that it's finally happened, I'm like, no, I want it back. I don't know. I well, don't know. I'm sorry because why the fuck does Emily have a place on this show and like Gina, but not Vicky? Literally, uh, Emily seems like a lovely human being, but every scene, I'm just like, oh, I'm bored next her husband's a it's nightmare. like that mtv show next yeah <laughs> i always love when they would like not even get off the bus and the guy <laughs> would be like uh next and the i always like the when they would do the still frame and it would tell you like three facts about him like, oh my gosh microwave their foot and then <laughs> <laughs> like loves it wants to be a children's book author oh my god drinks pickle juice in the morning yeah, yeah. it's like the weirdest facts ever yeah. and then uh yeah and they would always freeze frame it like that one girl remember the one who is like falling off the bus? The girl. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, I loved that show. We need to bring that back. So we open this week's episode of The Real Houses of Orange County on Kelly and Jolie playing tennis. And look, Jolie is calling her ancient. They had a really, they have an interesting rep, rapport. Is that the right? rip, rapport? Yeah, rapport, repartee. Because Kelly the whole time is like, "I'm gonna kick your ass," <laughs> <laughs> and her daughter's like twelve or something, and they're playing tennis. And her daughter looks older, but she's only, what, 12, 13, 11, yeah. something like that. She's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's revealed that Jolie is getting these DMs. Fucked up. So fucked up. And like, fuck anyone out there who's like DMing a 12-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, a child. Be like, your mom's a cokehead. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I also just like, she really brought me back to junior high. I want to say she had braces and she had sort of like, she, she had flat ironed her hair, but like not successfully. So it was still a little like puffy and not totally straight. Mm, and I was like, baby girl, there. I've been there so many times. <laughs> yeah. She seems sweet. I just can't imagine anyone being so miserable and awful that they're DMing this girl whose mom is on the show. Like, it's disgusting. I mean, it's a step below DMing you to tell you uh, the spoilers about the nanny. <laughs> just Never over it. <laughs> it's the nanny. <laughs> that theme song is just so good. She was out on her fanny. <laughs> <laughs> then um, 
we cut to Shannon with her daughter, Sophie. Mm-hmm. What do you make of Sophie? Soph. Soph is 17 years old, but I feel like she has... No, actually, I feel like she's a true 17. I was going to say, I feel like she has an older energy, but she doesn't. She's like very much a 17-year-old. She had a date named Christian, and I... If I would have seen him when I was in high school, like if I would have been, I would have risked yeah. it all. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he was such like a handsome young man. Such a handsome man. Wait, is this the scene where she was getting dressed for the dance? Yeah. That dress was so short. It was so short. And I, not to be rude, I love the color yellow. I don't know that yellow was her color. I loved how like there was just someone massaging her legs with lotion the whole time. Like, I, <laughs> I was thinking like that. In high school, did you have someone... Did you have a whole team of hair and makeup getting you ready for a dance? And, if only. And like someone's just putting lotion on your legs. Yeah, like like getting ready for a Real Housewives reunion when all of their legs are like shiny and like <laughs> contoured. Yeah, no. Blind people are blinded by their legs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember on the New York reunion? This is neither here nor there. But when they wiped off all of Barbara's self-tanner. <laughs> that was crazy. What a ridiculous thing. I'm like, leave Barbara alone. As as someone who loves self-tanning more than most people I know, um, I was like, that's inappropriate. Leave that woman alone. Uh, oh, my God. So then we cut to Emily's house. Something about Shane passing the bar. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Shane's trash. He he's That's her husband? Yeah. He's a monster. He was he's so gross. mean on the phone. I feel like we also must have missed something because it just seemed like he went from zero to 100, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just literally that bad. Because it was like she called him once, and then he called back. He's like, leave me alone. Yeah. He's like, what do you, like, expect me to talk on the phone or something? <laughs> and also, wasn't she throwing, like, a birthday party for his parents? For his fucking and parents. And he wasn't even there? I was like, that's fucking weird. I know. It's, he's such a fucking asshole. And he's so rude. The whole last season, he was an asshole, too. It's like, come on, dude. Be a little bit better. Yeah. And if I'm always thinking, like, if you're that bad on camera, then what are you, like, off camera? I know. It seems like Emily's just on her own show, though. It's and it's not a show I want to watch. It's not the nanny. <laughs> it's not. It's a very boring show that I'm not interested in watching. <laughs> then we cut to Bronwyn, the new housewife, with her mom. Did you see? What did you make of the mom? She. It looked like Lisa Frank just dropped acid You're on her. Right. I love that <laughs> analogy. She was wild. She was wild. I. I I didn't even know what to think. She she sort of reminded me of Lydia's mom in that she's like hippy dippy as fuck. Yeah. But I just love that she was like, so here's what my mom did. She was a doctor. She did this, and then she went to Burning Man, and like that was the turning point. Right. And she just came back like on permanent LSD. There was so many colors going on. So many colors. And I like Bronwyn, but yeah. I just don't understand how Bronwyn came from that. And we don't know much about her yet. No, she's mysterious. But she seems normal. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, and she's like, the mom I had is nowhere near the grandma that my kids have. Like, she's really cool. And I, I think it's nice that Bronwyn thinks her mom's like Burning Man aesthetic is really cool. And like, I support it. I'm not trying to age shame anybody. I just like, if I were her and my mom went from just being like a normal, like girl next door type of mom and then being like, oh, my hair is like neon now. I'd be like, whoa, girl. <laughs> my mom hasn't changed her haircut in a hundred years. Yeah. Your mom and Lisa Rinna, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just once you're a mom, you just, you, you have to keep your hair. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> once I become a mom, I'll keep my hair. It'll, it'll be the exact same ever. Also, sorry, but have you ever seen the movie, The Swan Princess? Uh, yes. It's very underrated. Yeah. I just want to say it. There's a character named Bron. <laughs> what? <laughs> I always do this. There's a character named Bromley, and I just think of him every time they say Bronwyn. I think Bronwyn? of Bromley, the cartoon guy from The Swan Princess with the White Hair. I lived in college in a dorm called Bromley Hall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of. 
And also, when you said swan princess, for some reason, I was thinking black swan. Oh, no. With Natalie Portman. Very different, but actually not that different. Yeah, really, when it comes down to it. (laughs) Pretty similar. (laughs) Then we cut to Gina and Kelly at Gina's house, which Gina's house bums me out so fucking much. They were on the floor, and Gina bums me out. Like We talked about on the show the makeup, the the styling. Mm -hmm. Word on the street is that she did have someone styling her hair and all of it. It wasn't just her. That's what I've heard. That's unfortunate. Which is shocking. Yeah. I feel like also Gina's aesthetic is like the worst parts of Home Goods. And I know that you're someone I who love Home loves Goods. The home I goods. agree though. And she found like the ugliest things similar I, to Jackson Brittany. 100% agree. Like, mm-hmm. and I love a Home Goods. I think there's so many gems to be found in that treasure chest. Mm-hmm. I just think Gina went in and picked out anything. And any a good home goods uh, consumer knows that you have to go through that and spend curate. some time. You curate. Yeah. You're an artist curating mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. store. You know, you don't just pick up any gather sign. You pick up the right ones right. for your home. It's like Harry Potter. Like the gather sign picks the person. She just threw a bunch of live, laugh, love in that card. Yep. And she just went to town. Mm-hmm. And Gina, you can't decorate your casita that way. Mm-mm. You got to, you know, pick some other things out. I talked last week. She had the TV on the floor. We see the backyard with the socks just draped around the dirt. It's all so <laughs> dark-sided to me. And this week we saw on the floor a bunch of zebra bags. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's a popular store that I'm not aware of. But there was a lot of bags. And I thought, put them away. You have a camera crew and a friend over. Yeah. Get them out of the site. Mm-hmm. I have you over. I just had a – I interviewed a housewife. She was just over. I had to move some bags that I had out. You know, I had some boxes that I was like, I got to put these in another room. You know, because there's going to be some over. And we weren't filming it. But here's Gina's just sitting on the floor. She's not even offering Kelly a chair. They were both sitting on the damn yeah. floor. Just talking, trying to pick out an outfit. All of Gina's clothes were on the floor. How mm. long have you been in this house? Why didn't you put them on some hangers? It's like Nick and Jessica. Her clothes were always on the floor, too. You're right. You're right. I just like. But Gina's I, no Jessica. I just have to stop no. you right You're like, Hannah, calm the fuck down. Let's back up, Troy. But, but I just, I, I watch or, or Real Housewives for aspirational reasons, right. and I find Gina to be insanely unaspirational. She's always crying in the confessional, and I know, and I feel bad, and I. We need to support her because she's going through a lot. And apparently that man's an asshole. Mm-hmm. But it's dark. Dark. It's like the crying in the confessionals every second with the hair and the makeup and the cracked iPhone screen and then the zebra bags on the floor. Yeah. And getting all ready, picking out their outfits for the for the date. And she's always doing the hats. She's got every hat in the world on. Oh, my God. And then even like later on in the episode, she's wearing some like zebra coat or something that just did not. Her oh. clothing is very... um tj max without curation so she's not a maxinista no she is not like and again love a tj max yes i think everyone should be shopping at tj max yes i'm a maxinista you're a maxinista yeah but you have to curate mm-hmm. you don't just pick off anything from the rack no not at all yeah so i don't know everything about and i don't know why kelly's so outspoken i can't believe kelly didn't say like why didn't you put these zebra bags away yeah. Why are these on the floor? That's more of a Shannon than a Kelly. <laughs> I'll a work Shannon. on it. it. Shannon, you can do Romy. Uh, Kelly's very Romy from Romy Michelle. Like uh, Romy uh, and Shannon. Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hello, why are these bags on the floor? That's Kelly, but yeah. like a little bit more like blunt. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, Gina, what the fuck are you doing with these bags yeah. on the floor? <laughs> like that. Hey, if anyone needs to make a call, I've got a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she sound like that? She does. Yeah. Shannon's is way up here. Yeah. What are these bags for? I don't have a core. (laughs) Get rid of these bags. And Shannon's always trying to do like stand up in her thing, which annoys the shit on me. She'd be like, the only bags I got are under my eyes. (laughs) And I used to be a big Shannon fan, but like Mm -hmm. now it irks me. A Shannon stan. I was. I was. And now it seems like she's always doing bits. 
And that comes from someone who's always doing a bit. Yeah. <laughs> always doing a bit. You and me both. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so then we cut to Bronwyn and Sean. They're getting sexy. They have a separate condo. Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts about this, and I like Bronwyn so far. Yes. And her husband, Sean, seems lovely. He's very attractive. Yes. It's, and I know that they have this separate condo for their intimate time. Mm-hmm. But is that a little risky? I'm not saying it is. I'm just wondering. Is it risky to have a separate condo for oh. in another city I see that, what you're saying. One or two that you could use for other people? Do you know what I'm saying? You're right. I'm not saying they do that. No, of course not. Wow, I never even thought of that, but... As someone with major like trust and intimacy issues, <laughs> I would be scared shitless. You're right. If, if Yeah, that sex den is not to be shared. I also think it's very bold of Bronwyn slash Bromley to, uh, to uh, like come in hot with like a sexy pre-sex Valentine's Day scene on like her second episode. She is doing a lot. Like, and I like I don't not like it. Years. But, yeah, yeah. I, I don't not like it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there is anything else going on fishing that other uh, condo, but it seemed like it wasn't decorated with like pictures of them. Maybe I missed it. It like felt a little sterile. It felt like a sex house. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. But I do Just, really like Bron. I'm like feeling like I'm going to really love Bronwyn. Yeah. I'm feeling like I'm getting a little bit of a feeling like that. Yeah. A she fits in way better than anyone else has in a long time. On she seems like their age ish. Mm-hmm. She's got some weird quirks. And but she's also like super hot, so clearly some of the other women are going to be threatened. And she's like yeah. hot and like happy while she has seven kids, which like I don't know. When Tamara was like, "Why would someone do that?" I was like, "Girl, I'm with you." Yeah, I hated when they said that she looked like Tamara, like a version, a, a prettier version of Tamara, because I was just thinking, of course, that's why Tamara makes out with her later in the season. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Tamara would be someone who wants to make out with someone who looks say, like herself. Narcissism at its finest. Tamara yeah. pisses me off. I and the kid, the Ryan stuff, like Fuck. he's the worst. And I don't know if you saw those text messages, but they were gross. And he just, I hate Ryan. I hate him. Too. Like, I get wrong with love in America. I get pissed that they're giving him confessionals because that means they're paying him. They can't. Mm. They don't give you confessionals. They mm-hmm. have to pay you. So that means he's employed by them. And Fuck. That, that bugs me. Icky. Anyway, then, uh, do you remember when we had that scene between Tamara and Eddie? Did you watch that scene where they were in the bathtub? Yeah. Like, remember that sex scene? That's what I got from that Bronwyn and yes. Sean scene. It was like that gross Eddie and, ugh, and Eddie, too. Ugh. It's like, you know, if it were full house, it would be like, woo, from the audience. <laughs> Fucking Aunt Becky and Uncle Jesse, I just want to say, I think they were all talk. I don't think they fucked that much at all. You don't think all. they fucked? No, I think it was all for show. Oh, wow. He's like, yeah, mercy. Wow. Because all they talked about was just like, we're going to go fuck. You know, I still watch every episode of Fuller House, and I'm so, so curious what they're going to do with Aunt Becky. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, fuck, Lori. Yeah, because they still have one more season to go. They're going to kill her off. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, like, kill her off. And I also kind of think, like, I don't know. Just... I understand that it was terrible. I'm not just excusing that, but I just don't know that Full House, Fuller House, has to address her absence in any way. Like, just either don't have her in it, but they said they were going to address it in the final season. I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? Wait, what's that actor who plays Steve? 
The Aladdin guy? Yes. Apparently he's a regular at the restaurant I work at. And I was like, I would have no fucking chill if I met him because he's the voice of Aladdin. And I've spent so many years like lusting after that cartoon. Uh, He was really cute when he was younger. He's still cute now. He's on Fuller House. Him and Deej. Deej. (laughs) Him and Deej are together. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. He and DJ get married. (laughs) Someone's going to DM me and say, I'm behind on Fuller House. Excuse me, Danny. How dare you? You hypocrite. (laughs) Uh, So speaking of Tams and Eddie, I'm going to call her Tams. That's cute. So Eddie gives her shoes, and it's revealed that Eddie's got the shoe fetish, because apparently we've seen him give away shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, shoes. Do you remember that? Oh my god, shoes. <laughs> shoes. 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 Eddie always seems half asleep to me. I know he had a heart issue, but he always <laughs> seems like he's half asleep, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, I got you this nice little gift. Like, wake up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello? He needs one of these energy we just energy, had bolt um energy gummies, gummies. Yeah, yeah i love them aren't they good yeah they're called bolts bolts i've talked about them before but i got them at the gym i got them at the gym i no longer go to the, i don't go to the equinox uh, anymore but you can probably oh, get oh them. you're right you don't probably get them somewhere else mm-hmm. so oh so then uh tamra talks about vicky talking shit about gina so i don't know if you caught this but they put the text message on the screen where vicky called gina another jailbird mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, it's like Vicky did like a whole cancer scam, and but she's still writing like, oh, another jailbird on the cast. Oh, the audacity <laughs> of this woman. Then uh, they showed this flashback. So they were showing a little bit of Tamara's relationship with Vicky, and they showed the flashback of when Vicky was like, you don't talk to me to him or me. Yeah. You're supposed to be my friend, my soulmate, my sister. My friend, my soulmate, my sister! <laughs> so good. I will never, ever get tired of that. Oh my God, me neither. Just watching her getting her face and her bangs are like shaking. <laughs> Yeah, and, and right before that moment, she's like, I'm not here for drama. Yeah. I'm not uh, here for drama. You're supposed to be my friend. Yeah. She gets so shrill. <laughs> so, like Shannon style. <laughs> oh, it was so good. So good. So then we're setting up for this Tamara party and I just like get to the fucking party. Yeah. It seemed like we were doing a lot of build up to this party. Mm-hmm. Kelly and Shannon were on their way. Uh, Kelly made a joke. You know who's going to be there? Joe. Joe Mama. Yeah. That? Kelly's. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get the joke. Shannon said, who else is going to be at this party? Uh-huh. And Kelly said, Joe, Joe, Joe Mama, which is like, it's a little kid. Kelly does all those little kid jokes. They're oh, like, totally. What I did in seventh grade. It was like, uh-huh. remember people would say, let's play the pen 15 game. I fell for it every time. Yeah, that's like Kelly in a nutshell. Totally. Hey, you want to play the pin 15? <laughs> There's a child right behind you in the window. Thank <laughs> God. Sorry. And here I am talking about Dick. <laughs> <laughs> What else is new? (laughs) (laughs) Always talking about Dick, that guy in that 104. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so it was a stupid joke. Then we cut to Tamara's house. Gina shows up in that animal print coat that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And when Eddie, I don't know if you caught this, when Eddie saw Gina, (laughs) he goes, yeah, you got an outfit and everything. Is that what he said? I thought he said something like Queen of the Jungle. I rewound it back. I mean, maybe he said that too. You got but an outfit and everything. Like, it was like such a moment of like not really complimenting the outfit, but like acknowledging that she looked ridiculous. I once had someone do that to me in college. I was wearing a poncho, and this girl, Alyssa, goes, Hannah, you're wearing a poncho. And I was like, mm hmm. And it's like, that's not a compliment. It's what I call a compliceult. Yeah, yeah. Props to my friend Clayton Joyner for coming up with that. Compliceult? Yeah. Yeah, you wearing pants? Yeah, those are some pants. Well, look at you! Yeah, look like, at you! Look at you! Look at that! And I'm like, you think I'm fat? You're here. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Right here, when somebody says you look really sick right now, 
That happens to me all the time. People <laughs> like, tell you you look sick. I feel like that happens a lot. Like when I, I'll be tired or something and they'll be like, oh, are you not feeling good? And I'm like, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. fucking dumb dumb to say that? If someone was like. I feel like it just happened recently. Mm-hmm. I mean. At the bank or something. Where was it? A grocery store? Remember that line in Stepmom where. And then I say, wait, I, then I always say, I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling great, but it's really, I'm fine. <laughs> I want you to, there will be a breakthrough one day where you go, actually, I feel fine. What Are about you ste- okay? What about Stepmom? When Susan Sarandon goes, I hate when people say you look tired. That's just a nice way of saying you look like shit. <laughs> She's right. It's true. She's right. She uh, died in that film. It was, <laughs> Stepmom came out in 1996, I believe. Uh, I love that she movie. dies in the end. It's very good. I love that movie so much. And I also just want to mention one quick thing before we get off this train of thought. In the movie Stepmom, when Jules bought the Pearl Jam tickets. Oh, that scene's fucked up. And then Susan bought the Pearl Jam tickets. Yeah. Like, that's so fucked up. Yeah. That was one of the biggest betrayals in cinema history. And she goes, thanks for the idea. Or like, thanks, it was a great idea. Uh, the smugness. Chills. The chills. Uh, yeah, and Jenna Malone's like, Pearl Jam? <laughs> She's such an asshole in that movie, too. Yeah, daughter. I love when Julia Roberts picks up the phone and she goes, what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. And she goes, you are my problem. And then hangs up the phone. Julia knows how to say a good fuck. Do you remember in Best Friend's Wedding? Yes. when She's talking about Rupert Everett and she's like, he's just in town to... Fuck me. Yeah. She's so like <laughs> so terse good. with it. It's so, so good. good. Okay. So let's get back to this. Emily showed up to this party. <laughs> she brought flowers, which was nice custom flowers. Shannon and Emily hate each other. Shannon blocked her on Instagram, which was funny because she's just like, yeah, I did it. She yeah. doesn't care. Yep. That happened. I just don't really care for Shannon, but I, I again, want to get back on the road with Shannon. I just love that she's feeling herself again, because I think at least in that space, she's more likely to make good television because I didn't watch last season, but I heard she was such a fucking downer that like, yeah, that it was just like irritating by the end. Yeah, it was too much. I I don't know. She had a lot going on, so it was understandable. But it's like you it's hard to watch it. That's how I feel about Gina. It's like I I do want drama on the show and I want serious stuff to be happening. But there's like a difference between like fun drama that's interesting to watch yes. and then just stuff that's like too dark, dark to watch that's like the hills right now it's just too dark are you liking the hills right now no but i'm recapping it every week on brown eyed unicorns so don't tune in <laughs> i no. <laughs> i think there's a lot of good stuff on the hills the hills that last week they had this scene with jason and jason like relapsed on the hills yes and it's just a lot darker than the hills i was raised with is right. all i'm saying but see i thought that stuff was like the jason scene was so interesting but then it's like they cut it to go to audrina and like i don't care about the audrina me so. neither and adrian that's just, what i call her yeah it's so crazy that all this is happening while lauren's gone yeah so then it's like when will vicky arrive mm-hmm. when will vicky arrive? so shannon and tamara reveal that kelly sent vicky an animoji a pig animoji mm-hmm. we saw it kelly called her a pig fucking bitch then we saw that flashback of Slade calling Vicky a pig. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying it was an emoji or something like that. Yeah. But it's an animoji. I just want to like clarify that. It, an animoji is when you put your voice to one of those animal things. Mm-hmm. It's something for an iPhone. Yeah. Animoji. No one was saying it right. That's frustrating. It you just want to reach into the TV and be like, get it right. Yeah. I'm thinking, come on. People, come on, wake up, snap out of it, snap out of it. Oh, oh. <laughs> so then Vicky arrived. Kelly said she looked like a Sasquatch. Yeah, and I'm loving Kelly this season, but she goes very much below the belt. Oh yeah, and I don't know that I'd want to be on a. I know I for sure wouldn't want to be on a cast with her because mm-hmm. 
you just never know what she's going to say. No, when she said keep eating, Shannon, that like triggered me on like a deep level. And yeah. I felt so bad. I mean, I just was putting myself in Vicky's shows, shoes. And I know Vicky can be a total monster. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. But if you, I walked into a party and somebody was like calling me a Sasquatch or somebody sent me an emoji that called me a pig bitch, I don't, I would be crying for weeks. Yeah. I don't know how anyone could take it. And it's fun and entertaining for us to watch, but it is like very. But those words, you know, words hurt, you guys. Words hurt. Yeah. Words hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> words of the wise. Vicky looked very tan in her confessional. Mm-hmm. She looked good, though. I think her man seems nice enough. What's his name? Um, not Don. It's uh, uh, Steve Lodge. St- okay. Steve Lodge. He seems pleasant. Yeah, he's fine. He's like, I think I'll have a vodka. Wait, remember when Vicky weirdly hit on Bromley's husband? <laughs> Bronwyn's husband. Yeah. yeah, she she was hitting that. That was really funny. It was like she kept touching his arm and being like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bronwyn's just like watching, like, he's not interested in you. Yeah, she was treating him like a soap opera pool boy. She was like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's a snail from Hawaii or like a swirl <laughs> from Hawaii or something. <laughs> these men, though, in Orange County, I said this online, it was like, they're the worst. Like all of these Orange County men, and I'm sure there's great men in there. Mm-hmm. It just, if you were to just watch this show, mm-hmm. you'd think like there's not a single good man in Orange County. Slim Pickens. When you think about all the people past and present, it's like Brooks. I had forgotten about Brooks even existing. Yeah. Those were some good years on the show. That was so fucking wild. I loved it. Yeah, it was I loved so every wild. second. So then Kelly's trying to stay away from Vicky. She says, My strategy today is to stay the fuck away from Vicky. And. Oh, this was the moment where Bronwyn and Tam said they could be sisters. And then I thought, this is gross because you make out later. Mm-hmm. So you think you look alike and so you make out with each other. Keep Would you want to make out with someone who looked like you? No. Yeah. I don't. No, I've never swam in the lady pond, but I always say if I did, I would be more into like a butch aesthetic. Mm. I don't want to make out with myself. Yeah. There's like in the gay community, they call it twinning or, you know, a lot of gay people tend to gravitate towards men that look like them. And uh-huh. I've never been like, like, I'd rather have someone that looked opposite than me. Yeah. Like 101 Dalmatians have the owners and their dogs look the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a nice thing. It sounds supposed to be mean, but you know, that first scene at 101 Dalmatians where like Pongo's looking at the Pongo. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the animated. And, like, all the owners like look just like, their, look just like their dog. There are couples that where you see them together and it's like, you look the same. Yeah. People start to morph into their dog. Yeah. Like I feel like, like Jackson Brady kind of look the same at this point. Oh. They're both like very tan, very brunette, and like love the beach and the gym. Interesting. Yeah. I never caught that. Yeah. So let me see. What else is happening? Gina. Oh, I just want to say Gina was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm so mean to Gina. <laughs> Peanut butter mouth, though. <laughs> she didn't, it didn't seem like she put a lot of effort into her styling for this party. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not, I'm a, I have terrible style. I'm not here to judge, but it didn't seem like she put like a, a load of makeup on. Or a fancy outfit. Fine. But then there was a moment where she said, I'm going to go reapply my makeup. And I thought, you mean apply it for the first time? Sure. <laughs> You're like, when did, did you apply it the first time? She said, I'm going to go reapply it. And I was Yesterday? Like, I, yeah, when was the first time? Yeah. When was the first time? Apparently that mommy night that she was in trouble for last week. Yeah. It was like three, I think in the text message, it was revealed that it was like at 3.45 in the morning. What mommy event is ending at 3.45 in the morning? I don't know. I Sends call you bullshit. Out with roadies. Yeah. Apparently some places you're allowed to have roadies. Did you know that? Um, I lived in Atlanta for a summer and there was a drive through liquor store called the Pitch and Putt. So you can just drive with open containers. I don't know if you can drive with open containers there, but I did think it was just like ironic that you could like drive through, pick up liquor and keep driving. 
I, it basically enables people to do that if they want to. I think Vegas is open, uh-huh. right? I mean, I know you can walk with... And New Orleans. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess I just never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what else happens? Oh, they finally uh, they finally confront each other. Vicky says that she knows people who have done coke with Kelly. She doubles down on the coke accusation. <sighs> and that's going to be a mess. But then it's like, I, I do think that's inappropriate. It's totally inappropriate, but I also just, you mentioned this, was it last week about like coke accusations on these shows? Yeah, they're fun. That like how they're just so many and people get so lit, but I'm also like, who the fuck hasn't tried coke? I've never tried coke. Okay. Well, I've never mind. <laughs> Debunked. I'm just saying. I've literally never tried it. Although you wouldn't know that from, sometimes I get messages when I have like extra your, your coffee gummies. or something. People will say, I've literally had people say that like, oh, Danny's on coke or when Jesus i had james Christ. when i had james on the show, oh my people god were like oh so much and i was like i'm just, i was just trying to keep up yeah bounce but off no I've, I've literally never tried cooking well i tried it once and i hated it but that's neither here nor there i will say i think it's like more mainstream than people think and no i don't think we should bring it up on camera especially when these are like moms with children like and lives so i think it, that's below the belt um but that being it said, also becomes a liability with the drugs because yeah. then it's like bravo if they, if somebody was doing drugs yeah. on the show and it was like known and they admitted to it on the show, then I would imagine the network would have to take action. Like that's yeah. illegal. So yeah. like they can't have some, some sort of investigation. So then it's like, okay, then we need, then that person's gone. So it really is fucking with their job too. Right. I'm just saying I would love to party but Vicky with Kelly. Said, Vicky said that she does it like all the time or something. And then it was, it was funny and awful because Vicky was like, well, she called me fat. <laughs> that was her reasoning for yeah, saying like that. That's it's the same thing. <laughs> and I mean, Kelly did say that her facelift malfunctioned. Yeah, which yeah. is hysterical. But it's not I mean. the best work I've ever seen done. But you know, yeah. I'm not that trying. familiar with she's plastic trying. surgery because I'm poor. So it was it was fun. Vicky chased around that party, and it seemed like oh, Vicky said, "You think you're all that in a bag of chips," which made me laugh. She said that to Kelly. You think mm-hmm. you're all that in a bag of chips? Like mm-hmm. I, I forgot that phrase existed. I love it. Talk to the hand, sister. Talk to the hand, because the face don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> it sounded like that Marianne Williamson, who's that woman, the uh, presidential candidate. Yeah. I can imagine her saying, you're not all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. Do you remember when Kelly Clore and Ben Simone's like, Bethany said to me, you're not all that. And like, if I'm not all that, then what am I? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly was the wild one. She was the best. She was so good. So next week, uh, look, Gina walks away. I don't know. There's a lot. I don't know. I hear Orange County is going to get really good. I'm optimistic. This week was enjoyable. So far, I think the first two episodes have been better than all of last season. Yeah. Not like thinking it's the greatest show on earth, but it's good. That pig was fantastic. It was so fucked up, but so funny. Yeah, it was great. Don't text me. Don't text me. <laughs> pig bitch. What did she say? Pig bitch. <laughs> I would be devastated if somebody called me a pig bitch via an emoji. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Hannah, this was fun. Thank you. Anything you want to say? Where can people listen to your Hills recaps? Well, hey, thanks so much for having me, Danny. As always, it was a pleasure. It was a great time. Um, I'm at Hannah A. Brown on Twitter and Instagram if you want to give me a follow. My podcast is called Brown Eyed Unicorn. And right now I'm recapping the Hills, but it's a pop culture podcast. And I really talk about whatever the fuck I want. And also I have a Patreon page right now. It's patreon.com slash brown eyed unicorn. And I'm recapping pretty wild at least one episode a month, ideally two. It's kind of hard, but I'm doing my best. Yeah, support the Patreon if you like her podcast. Do that. And uh, I want to say, I'm going to talk about Southern Charm in just a minute. I'm going to say about you first, but please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash Facebook, or facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. I have an Everything Iconic Patreon 
I did a recap of the Ashley Simpson show, episode one. Isn't it so fun to rediscover these shows? Yes. These old shows? I loved the Ashley Simpson show. Oh my God. It's wild. And you can watch them all on YouTube. Thank God. They're split up. But I know what I'm doing after this. Yeah. 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 So join the Everything Iconic Patreon for $4 or more per month. You get one bonus episode. That's all I'm doing. Woo! Um, we'll take a break here and then we'll come back and talk Southern Charm. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Okay, guys, we've got to talk about Southern Charm. <laughs> so good. It was such a great finale, I thought. We got a group event. We got a lot of Patricia. We got some excitement, some drama, some Ashley nonsense. There was a lot going on in the finale, so I can't wait to talk about it. I didn't talk about last week's episode. We did get Catherine in the Beyonce cosplay, and I really did enjoy that. I thought Catherine doing the Beyonce formation video was fantastic. (laughs) Catherine's been giving us some looks this season, hasn't she? Thank God for the looks, because there hasn't been much drama. I think without Madison in this season, we truly would have had nothing. Thank God for Madison and the chlamydia accusation. Otherwise, what did we have? We had nothing. We had Cameron interviewing a nanny for one scene. And that was about it. It was like, thank God for Madison, because I don't think we would have had anything else. And for that three-second video those two girls took of Austin and Madison. Madison! Madison! What would producers have done if they didn't have that clip? Showed it to us every every episode we saw that clip of Madison and Austin. I think there was maybe one the whole season. What was it, 13 episodes this season? And I think there was maybe one where we didn't see that cell phone footage of Austin saying, Madison! 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 Seen it every fucking time. And I'm so glad. I hope we don't. I hope we don't see it again, but I know they're going to play it at the reunion as many times as they possibly can. We're going to see it at least once every part of the reunion episodes because they rely on that clip. What would we have done without Madison? Uh, we wouldn't have had anything. This uh, episode, we had Shep being an evil monster. Truly, I thought Eliza was going to be the monster villain of the season, and turns out it was Shep. Shep, by the end of the season, this episode, I thought he had truly transformed into the biggest villain I've seen on Southern Charm. I actually think he was almost just as bad as Ashley was. We're going to get there. Before we get there, I have to say that in the previously on narration of Cameron, we, we again, didn't get like a theme song, a full, we didn't get the full theme song. We got the words, but we didn't get the cast pictures on the screen. They did sort of run through the cast on that previously on montage, but we didn't get the full theme song that I've been aching for all season. So it's already passed. We're not getting it. It is what it is. But they did show us everything that was sort of wrong with the season, I thought. It felt like we were relying on that Madison clip too much. 
we were relying on Thomas stuff, and Thomas wasn't even around. This felt like a very off year for Southern Charm. Like, they didn't know exactly where to go. They sort of were trying to follow that Ashley thread because it was so powerful last season, but then she was sort of a non-event a little bit. Uh, Again, thank God for the chlamydia accusation, because otherwise, what do we have? We open on Catherine and Patricia at Gwyn's. So Catherine is working there, but then she's like, I'm going to take a break and shop. And then Patricia shows up, and they're looking for shoes. And Patricia's having a party. She's having the finale event at her house. Or not at her house. She's having the finale event, though. She's throwing it. And Patricia and Catherine are seemingly close now. They've come a long way. And her and uh, Catherine are talking about the whole cast as they're sitting there trying on these shoes. And Patricia says that uh, Shep pushed Madison too far. So Patricia's siding with Madison. I like that she's siding with her. I actually think the only thing Madison did wrong was throw Danny into the mix. You know what I'm saying? She shouldn't have thrown Danny in. Otherwise, I think Shep had all the other stuff coming to him. He had it coming. Shep had it coming. And quite frankly, I would like to see the Women of Southern Charm remake that song from Chicago. I'd love it. But Shep had all of it coming. He's such an asshole, both on screen and off. I don't know if you've been following his social media. He's been an asshole on there. He said he's taking a break from social media. But Patricia's on Madison's side. She said, Shep pushed Madison too far, and he was surprised when Madison stood up for herself. Ah, I love that Patricia's back. She was in full force this episode. Full force. And also, Patricia said that Shep had, or Madison had told Patricia that Shep told her years ago, told Madison years ago, that when Madison gets divorced, he wants to be the first person she calls. And then we saw that one flashback of Madison and Shep, and Shep kind of hitting on Madison. And that must be what it is, right? Because he's obsessed with Madison. He's seemingly obsessed with her, and he's not letting it go. He's never seemed to let it go. He obviously has some sort of feelings for her. Or he feels like he lost this game or something like that. It's very bizarre. But that's what Patricia had heard. And look, they continue trying on shoes. I was very into Catherine's extra, extra sweater. Did you notice that with the black leather pants? I thought Catherine's looks have been phenomenal this whole year. Then Patricia tells Catherine that Shep overheard Ashley. Ashley, the previous villain, that Ashley said Catherine will never get full custody. So Shep had told Patricia this. So this sets up more of the Ashley drama. It sets up more of Catherine versus Ashley, Patricia versus Ashley. And then Patricia says, look, Ashley tried to cyber bully me. She said, she's not, it's not working. She's vindictive. That's what Patricia said. <laughs> she's vindictive. I've given her a really rough time on social media because she cyber bullied me and I'm not a shrinking violet. She's ill-equipped to deal with me. That's what Patricia said. Like a fucking boss. Patricia is a fucking boss. And she's not taking it on social media from Ashley. She's not having it. And Ashley, what a weird thing to go after an octogenarian. Why is Ashley Why is Ashley picking a fight with Pat? I don't understand. That's a weird thing. Patricia's a 78. She's, excuse me, a septagenarian. Is that what they call it? She's almost an octogenarian. But either way, she's a genarian. And it seems like an odd fight to pick. Ashley's around her 30s. She's in her mid-30s, right? Early 30s, mid-30s, I'm not sure. But it seems weird that she's picking a fight with a septuagenarian. Someone who's older than 70, quite frankly, is not someone you should pick a fight with. Respect your elders. It seems such a weird thing. Out of all the people in the cast, that's who you're gunning after, Ashley? It seems so bizarre. 
So bizarre. I'm on Team Patricia. Team Pat. Then we cut to Austin. And that uh, girl came over. What's her name? Bryn? Or I don't remember what it was. Bromley Bryn. We were just talking about Bromley on the OC recap. Bryn, I think, was her name or something like that. I can't remember. Please forgive me. But she came over. And this was another thing that was wrong with the season. It was like, oh, is she a main cast member now? Because she was in last week's episode. And here she is again. It's very confusing who's in this cast. There's so many supporting players. It's odd. I do want to say that Austin had a hat rack with 75 of the same hats on it. Did you catch this? You know, Austin is always doing a lot of hat work, but it's seemingly the same hat. Well, I saw the hat rack in his house, and he's just got the same hat over and over again, which I relate to because I tend to buy things. If I like something, I'll buy like a million of them in the same thing if I can afford it. And he had the same hat in a million different. It was like the color was maybe slightly off in each one, but they all looked exactly the same. So all of Austin's hat work, he's actually doing a lot of different hat work. They all just look the same. That makes sense? I clocked it. I clocked it. Then we cut to Shep, our true villain of the season, getting his hair cut by Chelsea. And Chelsea's boring. Did we really need Chelsea around this season? I'm not sure that we needed her. I like Chelsea a lot, but I don't know that she really offered us anything. She's just sort of there. I feel like she could go. She could leave the show and be fine. I thought it would have been smart for her to team up with Madison for that hair cutting thing, because that would have ensured they're both on next season. As it stands, I think they're going to bring back Madison and not deal with Chelsea, because what does Chelsea have to offer? She was just so boring. She's just so boring. So she's cutting Shep's hair and they're talking. And I don't know if you guys caught Watch What Happens Live, but Rebecca Romaine was on it. And she said something about Shep being really hot. And I just have to say that I denounce that. <laughs> just have to. Just have to say that I do not approve of that message. And look, maybe Rebecca Romain was just trying to be nice, but I don't like that she said that Shep was hot. I don't like it at all. Not at all. So then that was when we saw that flashback of Shep hitting on Madison. And look, I just don't, I, I don't like Shep. Then we cut to Naomi and her mom. They're painting. I like the color. They were painting it like a charcoal, her bathroom. It looked cute. But I want more of Naomi's mom. Naomi's mom seems really wonderful. She's cute. She's nice. She says Naomi would never settle with another guy. She gave great mom advice. Really great advice. She said, does the guy tickle your mind? And that was something that we all need to think about. Does the man you're with tickle your mind? That's important. Tickle. They should tickle everything. Should tickle all of your feels, particularly though your mind, because I think too many people end up with someone who they're just sexually attracted to, who doesn't tickle their brain. And you just need someone down the road who's going to tickle that brain. So I love that advice, and I want more of Naomi's mom. More of the mom. Then we see Eliza getting her hair done, and I wanted to see more of the guy who was cutting her hair. I don't know. He was cute. He seemed, I thought maybe he was gay. I don't know that for sure, but he seemed very cute, and I thought, what's his story? He's cute. Put him on the TV. I'd like Southern Charm to get a gay. Let's see a gay on the show. Don't care if they're a hairstylist, uh, whoever. I just want a gay on Southern Charm. Quite frankly, I want to gay on all these Bravo shows, but, you know, I'll, I'm picking my battles. But it seems like, for such a gay network, we need to have more gay representation on screen. And I think on Southern Charm, it's like, show me a gay. Where's the gays in Charleston? There is that one gay who was getting messy at the end. It's Naomi's roommate, you know? <laughs> Did you see him getting messy at the end? He said something about, look what the cat dragged in to Catherine as she was, or to Ashley as she was leaving. And it was funny. I was like, where's his... Give him the apple, or I don't know. They don't hold anything in the Southern Charm credits, but it's like, give him a starring role 
He was just yelling at Ashley as she was leaving that party. Look what the cat dragged in! And I thought, you know what? He needs to be a star. He is a star. He's showing us he's a star. And quite frankly, the Bravo producers probably aren't going to catch him and put him on screen next season, but he needs to be on. If he's going to be messy like that, let's get him on the screen. Get him a confessional. Anyway, then Ashley arrives at the haircutting place. And look, it's revealed at the end of the episode that Ashley moved away to California, and I don't believe that she was living there the entire time they were filming. I think this was all a thing to just get on TV. The producers were probably like, hey, Ashley, fly in, we'll get you in a few scenes, and that's what happened. I don't actually think she was living in Charleston at this time. But she tells Eliza that her biggest regret is siding with Pat, not Catherine. She says, I hate Patricia for doing that. She's a piece of shit. And again, why are you picking a fight with an octogenarian? It's weird. She says, karma's a bitch, and she's going down. And I'm thinking, you're talking about a 70-year-old woman. I looked up her age. Patricia is 78, according to Google. But who knows if that's accurate? She might be a little older. Who knows if she lied to Google or whoever was uh, inputting the age to Google. She could be a little older than that. We don't know. Mariah Carey's Wikipedia says she's either 48 or 49. We don't know. If you look at Mariah Carey's Wikipedia, she has two different birthdays listed because no one really knows. So Patricia could be the same way. And I hope to God I'm that way one day. I hope you look up my age online. (laughs) I don't have a Wikipedia page, but maybe one day somebody will make a Wikipedia page for me and it'll say like three different ages. And I would love that. Like he's either 30, 35, or 20. I would love that. That's what I want my Wikipedia page to say. Does anyone out there make them? (laughs) I don't think you can make them for yourself, but if anyone wants to make me a Wikipedia page and write various dates of my birth on there, I'd love you forever. Anyway, then uh, Austin, uh, Austin calls Madison about the ball. So the ball is the big event. And I wrote down my notes, why is Madison the only one I want to watch on this show? I know some of you don't like Madison. I get it. I've heard from all of you. A lot of people write me and say they don't like Madison. But I find that she's the only one that I'm interested in watching. I'm not interested in Chelsea. She's not giving me anything. I'm not interested in Cameron. I think Cameron's beautiful, wonderful, normal. But she's not really giving me anything interesting to look at. My Craggy, I turned on my Craggy this episode. I did, so no longer interested in watching my Craggy. Oh, I was so mad at my Craggy. The things that he was doing with those two women. Oh, we'll get there. Anyway, uh, this whole event that Patricia's planning is the the whole episode is about this lead up. So everyone's getting ready. We see Patricia getting ready for the event. She goes in and requests new silverware, which was such a boss move. I need a new silverware. <laughs> she said something about the color of it. I, I wasn't uh, quite listening exactly, but I was focused on the shirt she was wearing, which seemed to have a bunch of maybe patches or something on it. It was like a lot of graphic design work. And uh, I was focused on that. So all the women get to Catherine's house to get ready. And I love Catherine's little candy station that they all commented on when they walked in. And Catherine reveals that Hunter is going to be her date. Now, just let's think about this for a second. It's been 13 episodes. Over the course of 13 episodes, we've seen Catherine with that other man, that weird, that man from earlier in the season, remember the meatball, the meatball guy, remember him? And then after that guy, it was revealed that she slept with Whitney. And now she's with this hunter who's a little Polly Pocket. He's very attractive, but he is her new man. He's shorter than her, which is fine. No shade to that. Nothing wrong with that. He was a gorgeous country man, a little Polly Pocket, a little country Polly Pocket. And she's with him now. And I thought, wow, we've come so far. And she calls him her chicken nugget. So I think it's okay that I call him a Polly Pocket because she calls him a little chicken nugget. 
and he calls her his honey mustard. And this was a <laughs> dark moment. So I'll take a moment of silence for these nicknames. Chicken nugget and honey mustard. Take a moment. Okay, so I love all the girls are getting ready together, and I love when they're all together. Quite frankly, I would love a girl's version, a women version of Southern Charm, where all the men just sort of cycle in and out, and it was just about the women. That's what I want from this show from now on, because I'm only interested in the women. The men have all turned into villains. I hate them all. Thomas was the worst last season. This season, Whitney was always French press bro, and he was always acting with that language and everything. He was always trying to act so tough and bro-y. And then I turned to my craggy this episode. Shep has been the worst. I mean, I'm only interested in the women. Let's get the women to team up, and the men can kind of cycle in and out. Let's only have the women. It'd be like that show. It could be like a female empowerment show. I don't know if you guys have seen this show on VH1 called Girls Cruise with Lil Kim. If you haven't seen it, just check it out. One episode. Nothing really happens on it. Just watch one episode. It's called Girls Cruise, and it's about Lil Kim, Chili from TLC, Maya, and then a couple social media influencers. And they all go on this girls' cruise, and Mark Jacobs' boyfriend's on it. But it's very much about female empowerment. It's like the movie Girls Trip, but it's a TV show. And they're just on a cruise, and they're supporting one another. It's a great shade of reality show. Now, is it really boring? Yes. It's very boring. Slow. Nothing's happening. But also, I sort of find it refreshing because it's like a female empowerment show where they're supporting. It's nice to see women supporting women. And particularly, I think women of color on reality TV are often portrayed as always fighting and tearing each other down. And I don't think that's how it is in real life. And on this Girls Cruise show, you get to see beautiful, strong, successful women of color supporting each other. And so that, I say, bravo, hooray. And look, I would like to see something on Bravo in that vein. Not all of our Bravo, most of our Bravo shows should be (laughs) dramatic. They should be dramatic and some fights and all that stuff. I like that stuff too. But it wouldn't be bad if we had like one or two Bravo shows that were just women supporting, ladies supporting ladies. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Anyway, Danny's pissed at Catherine. So they're all getting ready. And Danny's pissed at Catherine because she's going with Madison and Austin to this party. And she just tells Catherine, she's like, I'm pissed that you're pretending like you're best friends with them. Then we cut to the ball. Patricia hired a security guard named Mr. Kale. She said, Mr. Kale packs the heat. I mean business. <laughs> she meant business, she said. But he packs the heat. I guess that meant he had a gun on him. I'm not sure. Maybe she was talking about something else. But she did at one point say to touch his muscles. Apparently he has some nice muscles. And this Mr. Kale, what's his story? We'd love to see more of him. Attractive, nice security man. Then everyone arrives. We see Jason. Here's the thing, you guys. Jason, Cameron's husband, was at this party, and I thought, this wraps up Cameron's story. I don't know that we need Cameron on the show. I don't think that they'll get rid of her, but I don't think that she's bringing anything to the show. And now that we finally met Jason, it almost felt like, okay, that's a wrap on Cameron. Did anyone else feel that way? It's like we saw that. That was the only one little thing that we didn't quite have closure on. We didn't quite know about Jason. We only knew what she was telling us. And now that we see that he's a nice, stand-up, wonderful gentleman, it's like, okay, we're done with you, Cameron, right? I did love that Jason, though. He seemed so nice, sweet. I thought, get off the TV. I don't want you on here because I don't want you to get screwed up. I'm too happy with how you are, and so get out of town. So then Catherine showed up with her Polly Pocket chicken nugget, 
And she was wearing a very interesting outfit. She was giving us a look, L-E-W-K. It was a sheer see-through dress. I don't know quite what you could see and what you couldn't. I was closing my eyes every time I saw like the leg portion of her outfit. But she seemed to be showing off the goods. And Catherine should show off the goods. She looks great. I don't know how I feel exactly about that outfit she was wearing, but it was a chance, and I like that. So then we see Catherine introduces Whitney to Hunter, and this was a moment, because Catherine says, look, Hunter's a musician. And then, of course, Whitney had to turn into his classic Whitney, and he was like, dude, I shred metal, bro. I, I'm a hard rock. Cool, yeah, but lit, bro. I'm, I'm heavy metal. Shred metal. Like, shut up, Whitney. <laughs> Whitney's always doing that. What, Whitney 911. What is happening? SOS on Whitney. I, every single scene he's been in this season. Yep, yeah, bro. And maybe I just missed it last season and the seasons before. Maybe he's always been like this. But every time I say, I hear him say, dude, I shred metal or something like that, I'm like, Whitney, calm down. What is this person? What is this person? And it doesn't even seem like someone that would have came out of Patricia. I, I don't understand how this person who's always saying things like bro and lit came out of Patricia. Classic Patricia. Anyway, then we see Craig and Shep. He's not my Craig any longer because I'm mad at my Craigie. He showed up with those two girls and I wrote in my notes, fuck off everyone. I was so pissed at them. It was such a rude, nasty thing to do. And I'm not just mad at Craig and Shep. I'm very upset with them and I'm definitely more mad at them than anyone else. But I don't think it was appropriate. I thought Shep was being so malicious, so vindictive, so gross, with such an ugly color on him, which it seems like every a color is ugly on him. He is just so vindictive, mean, nasty, all of the things. But he brought these two women from Austin's video, the cell phone footage of Madison, Madison. And I was mad at Craig for going along with it. And then I was also mad at these two women for doing this. I mean, come on, these women. Uh, come on. First of all, they filmed that footage that we saw all season. And now here they are at the party. I mean, how desperate do you have to be to get on this show? Just don't do it, ladies. Go get What are you doing? It just was rude. It was not ladies supporting ladies. It was not women supporting women. And I do not like it. These women came to take down Madison. And that's not right. That's not right. First of all, they shouldn't have been at Austin's house. When they were at Austin's house that night and they found out that Austin was in a relationship with someone else, they should have felt horrible. Instead, they set up a camera, filmed it, sold it to production or gave it to production or something like that, and put it on social media. And now here they are to ambush Madison. And they said something about her being crazy that day. And I'm sorry, you would think I was fucking crazy. If I walked in my boyfriend with two people with their blouses off, <laughs> what are the, in the video, I think they said their underwear was like by the bed or something. If I walked in on uh, Matt with two other people with their underwear off, First of all, I'd say, can I join you? <laughs> then, but no, then I would be mad. I would be upset. I would be very upset. And the fact that they're setting up videos and then calling Madison crazy, I'm like, fuck you. Such trash. These aren't ladies supporting ladies. These aren't women supporting women. This is not cool. Not okay with me. And I don't like these women. I was happy that the editors labeled them woman from Austin's video. I was very happy they labeled them that. I don't even want to hear their names. I think they're disgusting. I don't support them. And, you know, I hope maybe I'm wrong about them. Maybe they're stand-up women and great. But from what we saw on the TV show, it seemed very vindictive and mean-spirited and not supportive. And I don't like that. And I was so mad at my Craigie. Trash, Craigie. And I was even mad at Cam at one point, because Cam seemed to revel in it a little bit. 
too much. I didn't like it. We did see Danny and Madison talk, and I was very happy with Danny. I think Danny's a very forgiving, big, wonderful person. I do. I think Danny, she's seemingly, she went up to Madison. She's like, despite what you did to me, you said I had chlamydia with the worst human on our show. Despite that that happened, she said she still feels bad for Madison. I thought, Danny's got a good heart. She's a good human being. And I like her, and she's supporting other ladies. Danny's a lady that supports other ladies, and I support that. So I really was happy with Danny's performance. I was happy they sort of made up. I liked that she was being nice. She also said she's the authority on her body. And I thought, yep. I clapped. I thought, you, yep. I feel like I've been hard on Danny, but you know what? I love her. She's amazing, and I'm here to support her in all she does. Cameron rides the fence too much, and I feel like she plays with the guys too much. I don't like, I don't like what she's doing. She did call up, uh, call out Craig and Shep about bringing these women, and she said, "Why do you care so much?" And he just, it was like Craig Shep was just being such an asshole. And then Craig even admitted that he was being an asshole because I don't think Shep got it. Shep didn't understand that he, what he was doing was being a dick, but Craig in his confessional he said, "I'm being an asshole, I guess." So look, Craig has a heart, but he definitely made some bad choices, and I. I'm mad at him, and I got to put him in the doghouse for a little bit. Maybe by next season, I'll be happy to support my Craig again. But for right now, he's in the doghouse. And he's going to he's got a lot of work to do to get out of the doghouse with me. Let me just say that, because I don't like what he did here. Anyway, this whole party, though, there's like these contortionists. <laughs> they were like all stretching in these fake martini bottles or something. It was so bizarre. There was just women stretching like they were in a fucking yoga class. While all this is happening. There's all this ambushing going on, and there's just a woman with her legs behind her head. Oh my god. It reminded me, I don't know if you guys watched the Jersey Shore reboot, but on the last week, they showed Mike's wedding. And at his wedding, they had contortionists there, too, like filling people's champagne glasses. Is that a thing for parties now? Do I have to hire someone who's going to stretch in the corner of my house every time I'm having a party? Is that a thing? Anyway, then some of the women uh, pull aside these video hoes. That's what I'm going to call them. The I shouldn't call them that. That's inappropriate. But these women that were in Austin's video, some of the other women on Southern Charm pull them aside and say, like, basically, what are you doing? They say, look, Craig and Shep are using you to both get back at Austin. And the women say, that's fine. Ugh, I didn't like that. Then they called Madison a crazy bitch. And I thought, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't like it. Don't like it. Meanwhile, Shep and Austin are talking. Shep was again just, I I don't know what else to say about him. He was just being so rude. Austin is not innocent in all this, too. I just want to say that. It sounds like I'm maybe being too light on Austin. I don't think he's innocent in any of this. He shouldn't have done what he did to Madison. But he's seemingly trying to make amends, at least. Whereas these other ones, I don't know what they're all doing. They need Jesus is what they need. And look, then uh, I don't understand at all why anyone's friends with Shep. He just seems so mean, so vindictive, so awful. Maybe because Thomas is out of the picture, it's like we're truly seeing all of Shep, and it's not good. Not good. Also, was he high? I don't know that he was high, but his eyes looked glazed. Maybe it was alcohol or something. His eyes looked glazed over, but I don't know that. I I shouldn't say that, because maybe he wasn't. But anyway, I wrote in my notes, uh, there was a scene with Jason, and I wrote, get Jason off the show. I want him protected at all costs. Protected at all costs. Craig says he didn't know this was an ambush. Craig, you must have known. You must have known. Then Craig asks Matul to take a shot, and Matul says, no, I have to wake up early. And that made me laugh. 
Craig is like, that's so lame. So lame. And it's like, well, Craigie, he's got a job. His job isn't to get drunk on a reality show. He's got to go save lives. Although I'm not convinced that Matul's the best. FYI. FYI. I'm not sold on Matul yet. I have to see a little bit more of him before I make my decision. But as of right now, I don't love how Matul's always negging Naomi. So then Madison and Shep talk, and I was so pissed because Madison apologized to Shep. I was disgusted that she did. And Shep didn't apologize to her. He's evil. The only shining moment that Shep had this whole episode was when he quoted Kelly Clarkson's What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. (laughs) I know that's a famous quote elsewhere, but I attribute it to Kelly Clarkson because really everything good in this world should be attributed to her. Anyway, that was his only moment that he was like a little bit redeeming. Otherwise, he was so rude. And Madison so clearly gets under his skin. So clearly. She's the only one that seems to really get under his skin. That's probably why I like Madison so much. But I don't know, Shep, I'm tired of Shep. We all thought Eliza was the villain, but it was Shep. It was Shep. Finally, Madison and Austin leave. Then 15 minutes later, it shows up on the screen. 15 minutes later, Ashley arrives. Just as people are starting to leave, Ashley arrives. Ashley walks right up to Pat. Patricia has a huge smile on her face. She says, hello. Did you meet Mr. Kale? And Ashley goes, no, hello. And she says, hi, Mr. Kale. And she reaches out her hand. And then Mr. Kale says, I have to ask you to leave. And it was beautiful. It was a quick moment. I know we only had a glimpse of Ashley this episode, but it was so perfect, so beautiful, so wonderful. Mr. Kale escorted her out. And then as she's escorted out, Ashley says, I know what you did, and the truth will come out. And then that gay I mentioned goes, there she goes. The cat dragged her in and whatever is yelling. And everyone's like going off the balcony to look at Ashley as she's outside. Ashley calls Thomas, allegedly. Although I don't know that I really buy that she called Thomas. I don't really buy it. I feel like she that was made up, but I don't know that for sure. I just think that. But on that phone call, she leads us to believe that Thomas told her to call 911, which is like, what is 911 going to do? You got kicked out of the party because you're an asshole and you weren't invited. What 911, what are they going to do? 911's busy, Ashley. They don't need your calls. I'm glad she didn't call. They're busy with other things. Those 911 operators have a lot going on. Emergencies. Real emergencies. You know, in the Housewives of Potomac, there was that fake 911 call where they were basically prank calling 911. Let me just say, these 911 operators got a lot going on. Leave them the fuck alone. Dealing with real emergencies, Bravo liberties. They don't need Bravo liberties calling them every fucking second with fake emergencies. If every Bravo liberty called 911 when they had an issue, then, you know, the 911, the emergency people would be too busy to handle any of the real situations going on in the real world. So let's stop calling 911. I'd like to call on all of our Bravo liberties to not dial 911. Unless it's an emergency. So then we see on the screen, it says one month later, and I had chills. I had chills, goosebumps, goosebumps. I clutched my imaginary pearls. And apparently, well, okay, so they put on the screen that Ashley goes to Cali. It says she moved to California. And then on the screen, it says she has a new BFF. And then it's a picture of her and Landon. Ah, you guys, Landon. Landon. The season ends with a picture of Landon. Who saw that coming? I knew from following on social media, I knew that Ashley and Landon were friends. But I still got goosebumps when they showed that still frame of Ashley and Landon. What did it mean? Is Landon going to come back? 
I mean, that's what this would lead me to believe, that Landon's coming back, because they just showed that still of Landon. Oh my god. And I thought we were ridded of Landon. I thought we rid ourselves of Landon. Maybe she's coming back. Maybe they're getting rid of Chelsea and bringing back Ashley and Landon. Could you imagine? I don't know. But when I saw that Landon, I thought, woo! Woo! That was an ending. That's how you end it. The production work on Southern Charm is amazing. It's just, it, there wasn't as dynamic of a season as normal. What are you going to do? Anyway, that's the episode. We end on Landon. I want to thank you all for listening to Southern Charm. We have the reunions coming up. Uh, and then uh, we're covering the Real Houses of Orange County. I said I wasn't going to, but here we are. So I'm doing it best I can. I love you all so much for listening. I hope uh, you listened to the episode from earlier this week. It was an interview with Jenna Ushkowitz from Glee. If you ever watched Glee or you were ever a Glee fan, I encourage you to listen to it. I found it so fascinating that uh, just the what it was like living through that phenomenon. And she talks about performing for the president on the Oprah Winfrey show and all of that stuff. And I find it so fascinating that it was such a moment in time. So I encourage you all to listen to it if you are into it. If not, no big. I love you all so much for listening. And we will be back next week. I don't know the schedule for next week yet. I, I will see, but we'll probably do Orange County and Southern Charm and maybe a Potomac. We'll see. I'll hope to, I hope to get in a Potomac episode. But until then, let's do a little cool down. Let's relax. Let's gather our thoughts. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. This was an exciting finale, so let's take one more deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Be kind to one another and find some time to breathe, relax, treat yourself. I love you so much for listening. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 